Welcome, everyone, to another installment of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the legal podcast that provides easy-to-understand information about estate and business planning to help you, your family, and your business. And now, the jovial gents of jurisprudence, Mike Betts and Spencer Chaffin. To our loyal listeners and any new listeners, we thank y'all for coming back and joining us. Um, this is the third installment of the Legal Podcast, providing easy to understand info to help you, your family, and your business. I'm Spencer Chafin, and I am joined here by my ever dapper business partner, Mike Betts. Hello, Spencer. Hi, Mike. Now, as I mentioned, this is the podcast to help you get some information that will be helpful for you, your family, and your business. But today, we're going to really focus on a business, and if you're a business owner. Because, Mike, in our last episode, which if you haven't listened to the last episode, please go back and listen, because it's a great precursor to today's episode. But, Mike, in the last episode, you had said that a business owner has to have a trust. Why? Yeah, so, Spencer, this is... We were gonna in in the in the last episode we were going to kind of brush on this, but it's 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 a big and it's an important concept. And the first stepping point is is we need to have a trust. The idea is we want to have we want to have a, a a safety net. So if you're a small business owner, there's a litany of different issues that we'll talk about. But the very very base, we've got to have a safety net to protect ourselves. And the reason why every small business owner needs to have a trust is to continue the business. We need a continuity. We d- we can't afford, in all cases, we can't afford to have a break in the business. You might be in a, you might have a business where the staff and, and your team, if something happens to you uh, as, as, as a key person, the company can continue Uh but not without not without its issues. Right. Um, other businesses, and maybe this is probably the vast majority of small businesses. If that 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 main person passes away, the the company the company could go stale, and it could and it could just in the the legal process that we had talked about probating that could be a a a, a dagger to the business. And why are we? Why are we as small business owners? And, and Spencer, you and I are small business we owners. Are. Why, why are we? Why are we building this business? It's 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 our it's our 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 uh, it's kind of our life. It's who we are. Your your small business almost defines who you are, and that's kind of the nature of the small business. That's that's our retirement. It's how we want to build something so so we can then pull out of that for 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 ourselves when we're older for our family members and if that's the goal that we go into business so that eventually we can get out of it we've got to make sure that if something unexpected happens we're not we're not we're not destroying that goal and here's what i mean let's assume we have a a a a small business and things are going well and then at a point we didn't do any planning we didn't do right planning we don't have a trust as a very basic concept. I pass away, and I'm expecting to leave the value of that business maybe to my wife. But 
in the in the in the uh, uh, month period of time of of a transition, going through the court process and trying to figure things out because there was not a plan, there was not a game plan, and the people in the business wasn't as organized as it as it as it should have should been. Have been. Yeah. Uh, I might actually, in that tiny little period of time, lose the value that I wanted to leave to my family members. And so the trust is just a very basic way of continuing that 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 business. Because remember, your business interest that is stuff. So you have an estate. That's exactly right. And then when you pass away, that stuff cannot be transferred to anybody unless it goes through a court or it goes through your trust. We're wanting to avoid court. We want it to go through your trust, and we want it to go through your trust so that there's a seamless transition. So every small business owner, they need to have a trust. That's the most basic concept. Because it's not just for them. It's also for the company in and of itself. Because like you said, if there's employees. Well, that could harm the employees if the company can't function without that particular person. That's, so so it's not only point. protecting just you and your family, it's protecting the company and other people that are connected to it. And, and you know, Spencer, that's actually a more logical way of, of, of presenting this. Like, who are our stakeholders? Like, what are the stakeholders as a small business owner? The stakeholders, as I see them, the stakeholders are obviously me as the owner of the business. And, and I'm going to be the one in this hypothetical. And I know you've been just dreaming about this. I'm dead. Like, I'm the one that you get to kill. So you get to kill I'll, me. I'll put a couple of, couple of flowers at your grave. Thank you. And then, and then the other stakeholder is going to be in, it, it could be single uh, uh, business, like, you're, like uh, sorry, a single owner business, just one person. But I'm going to use us as an example because we're a small business, just right. like our small business owners. We're in it with them. We're in it right. together. So we're going to do a little bit of a very basic business planning, you and me. So I'm a stakeholder. Spencer, you're my partner. You're a stakeholder. My uh, survivors, my loved ones, they're going to be stakeholders. Spencer, your loved ones who rely on you are going to be stakeholders in my view. And then our team... Our All of our employees, yep. those are stakeholders. And then in our particular case, and I think everyone's case, uh, the the clients for the law firm, and then all of the all of the the, the businesses that you're working with, the, your your customers, those I think we could count as stakeholders. And yeah. then maybe your suppliers, depending on the relationships, maybe, yeah. might be Absolutely. might be might be uh, stakeholders. And I call these folks stakeholders in a very loose sense because they all are relying in some way. That's exactly right. On the business. Yep. They Would, might be relying on a paycheck. They might be relying on the services of us buying their their products or or them buying our products or services. There's, it's just a chain, and it could be a chain reaction That's right. when a business owner dies. So using our example, I say, and I think this holds true for everybody, I need a basic, at least, at the very least, I need a basic, a basic uh, uh, trust. Because 
Spencer, you have to make decisions with me. We're 50-50 partners. Correct. And so you have to make decisions with me. Maybe a bank needs me to be on board with something with you. You and I as partners, we need to be making sure we are having a dialogue about who my trustee is. And you would be, I think, upset if I was just doing a basic will and 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 you might have your hands tied to doing certain things. The trust solves that. We can have a conversation. And if it's just me, it's it, and it was it, the circumstances. It was me, one hundred percent owner. It's just one less complication. That's but, exactly right. But, but when you have multiple owners, it gets a little complicated. It gets more complicated. But even with me as singular, if you were out of the picture, I still have to worry about my trustee understanding at least the very basic nuts and bolts so they can keep the business. So in other words, we don't want there to be a, a stop in the in the uh, Operations. operation because the stakeholders that I'm caring about, they will be potentially irreparably harmed by by that stop. I guess that's that's kind of bringing it all together. Yeah. So 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 uh, the the idea the idea ultimately is that uh, business planning this is going to be a very complicated area, and we can't talk about all of the different, the different aspects. We could we could fill an entire podcast. We have multiple podcasts over it. So so so, and I don't want to overwhelm people. Yeah. But but here here's where I think we need to start. Now that you've talked about, you briefly touched on the important thing of if you're a business owner, one way or the other, you got to have a trust. But what what I think would be a great 30,000 foot view to do for, for the listeners, Mike, is what type of companies are out there? And just briefly kind of touch on those because there's so many of them um, and and what they all kind of do briefly because, you know, like you said, on each company, we could do a whole entire podcast on. That's so. right. That's right. And, 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 you know, we were, we were talking in the last episode about estate planning and, and, and that assumes a lot of Facts down the road, but now we're getting people at the at the kind of kind of at the ground level uh, theoretically, or they're already doing something, but now they can understand a little bit more about their business. So we'll start from from scratch. So you're small. You're you're you want to be a small business owner. You're going to start a business, and the goal of the business, as I said, is we want to we want to create a business so that we can we can exit from that business sometime in the future. And we can reap the return and the reward from all of that hard work building the business. That's exactly right. That's what you do. Yep. That's what you do. A lot of people will say, you just you, you start a business to sell it. I get that there are it, legacies that we correct. want to continue. So that's oversimplification. But I think if you if to, 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 to fall into all camps, you build a business so that you can take the, the return. Yeah. And that return could be could be uh, intangible or it can be very tangible, the money return. But that's the idea. We build a business for that return. So, so what, 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 what does it mean to start the business? We've got to start somewhere to start a business. And I think that's where you want me to start is what are the different types of entities? Uh, we've got limited liability companies. We've got corporations. We have partnerships. We have limited liability partnerships. We've got professional corporations, professional limited liability companies. We've got a, a litany of, of, of different entities, limited partnerships, 
not to be confused with limited liability partnerships. So it's almost like an alphabet soup of different different things. Most people, and I would I would venture to guess uh, most of the listeners are going to be familiar with corporations, partnerships, the different variants, par- general or limited. Yep. And then uh, 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 I said corporations, I said partnerships, limited liability companies, and and uh, uh, sole proprietorships. The, that's that's the, one you haven't mentioned. The, but, the, the, but yes, that's that's that's, exactly that's, that's what those they'll are be. the four kind of, and then you kind of get the little nuances. And then you get the nuances. Yeah. yeah. So what we'll do is we'll fo- we'll focus really just on those those broader those broader categories. Corporations are great, but they're a corporation. Partnerships. They're, they're very bulky. Like. They're, they're very so structured. big and structured. Structured, and yeah. Requi- like you have specific requirements. Now, every every company has specific requirements, but I yeah. feel like a corporation is you've got really big, yeah. you've got to meet these things every year. Here, here, here's here's the idea, because this podcast is to simplify, and I'm yeah. My, the 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 attorney in me is coming out, so I'm stamping <laughs> that down, and we're getting we're getting uh, we're gonna get back to basics. So the idea is we start a business, we want to uh, be able to get something from it down the road. What business do we want? If you're in a corporation already, it's not so bad, and we'll cover the things you need to know. But if you're starting from scratch, think of it this way. You've got Goldilocks and the Three Bears, right? And you have the, the, the porridge that was too hot, the porridge that was too cold, and then the porridge that was just right. LLC is that is that porridge that's just right. It's got the best of the corporation, and it's got the best of the partnership, which are our two primary worlds. Or if you're sole proprietorship, we'll put partnership, sole proprietorship in the same kind yeah. of bucket, and it combines all of that into this just perfect porridge that. It, this is getting gross as I'm thinking but about I, it. I'm kind of a but, grits guy. But yeah, grits. But, okay, okay. Yeah. But but that's the idea. Is is it's it think Goldilocks Absolutely. LLC is is it's, is the Goldilocks. And, and now we have an entity. We 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 we're, we're going to start talking about some some basic planning. Right? But before we talk about that, I think we need to cut to break. I think that's L- a good time. let our listeners hear a word from our sponsors. Yeah, let's let them listen to them. All right, sponsors, take it over. The mission of the Grapevine Chamber of Commerce is to promote, nurture, and support local grapevine businesses. Since 1952, the Grapevine Chamber has taken an active interest in their members' success by creating a business-friendly environment, facilitating a plethora of networking opportunities, and by connecting members in need of goods and services with members who offer those goods and services. Visit our website at grapevinechamber.org and become a part of the Grapevine Chamber family today. and I'm almost a teenager. I have a real problem. My daddy and my grandfather love pie. For my daddy, it's apple. For my poppy, it's anything lemon. But they won't bring me any pie. I don't think that's fair. They always go to Judy Pie on Main Street in Grapevine, where Miss Judy and her bakers make 20 different kinds of pies and cinnamon rolls on the weekend. But I don't get any. They tell me I can have pie when I'm a teenager, like pie is only for grown-ups or something. Can someone please call my daddy and my poppy and tell them I need pie? In the meantime, you can go to JudyPie.com, or if you're in Grapevine, Texas, visit Judy Pie on Main Street. And if my daddy or my poppy are there, tell them that Kaya wants a piece of pie. 
We're back and you're listening to the podcast providing legal info to help you, your family, and your business. Okay, Spencer, we're back. I was, you interrupted me. I'm sorry. I was about our, our to go. Our sponsors were knocking on the door saying, let us talk. That's so, true. Okay. Know. Yeah. I'm not going to hold it against you. So, so before we, before we broke, I was going to talk about the, the kind of jumping into the business planning. We've got, we've got the business. So we've got the now, business. Now what? We've got a hypothetical LLC and where things di- differ, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it. Remember, this is very high level. And then later episodes, we can we can fine tune. But the general idea is, I'm an LLC. Now, within an LLC, we've got a hypothetical that could be a single owner, and then we've got a hypothetical like you and me, where it's multiple multiple members. Multiple members. Um, what we'll do is let's assume a multiple member. I think that's an easier conversation to have because then we can always simplify. That's exactly right. With 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 a single member. Yeah. But if we have multiple members we've got now two different people that are my they might be concerned about about uh different things and that's where if you have multiple members your most basic most basic business planning document is called the buy sell agreement and i'll and and the name probably gives away what it does uh What, what does it do mike yeah i'll tell you so a buy sell agreement sets forth the rules between the 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 partners in and I use the term partners loosely the, partners, the shareholders members, owners yeah, shareholders the two owners yeah. the two owners in this hypothetical or more but we're saying two uh, they they have certain rules that if certain things happen this is how we're going to account for it and what it really talks about is the interests so I'll use one example if something happens to me, Spencer, what do we want to happen? Does does the company buy me out? Do you buy me out? Or do you feel comfortable somebody coming in and then becoming an owner with you? And so I use that as an example because some people might not like their 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 uh co-owner's spouse as an example which were a bad example because of the company we have that's right professional entities that is going to be a very specific topic that we're going to have to talk about because only certain people can own professional professional entities but But but, but say we've just got a a regular business that we just give consulting advice. We're not attorneys. We just consult. Yeah, we're just consultants. It's 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 ABC LLC. You own fifty percent, and I own fifty percent. Then we do have these sorts of concerns, but we also have concerns about what if there is a what if there is a a uh, we talked about death, but a divorce. Right. What if there is a disability? Correct. And then we're also concerned about things like. What if Spencer, in this in this business, finds somebody who wants to buy him out, and he wants to sell to that person, but I don't like that person. I'd rather just go on it by myself, and I want to make sure that I keep the the the, uh, the company equity. run the way that you want it exactly. to. Exactly, and so we we might even restrict the ability to sell. Or bring new people. Exactly. So a buy-sell agreement is a really important document. And a buy-sell agreement 
will apply equally to an LLC, meaning an LLC would have one. And it could be a separate document or it could be built into your operating agreement. Which you have to have for your LLC. Yep. And your operating agreement of the LLC sets forth all of the rights and obligations among the owners. It's very similar to like the uh, bylaws, maybe, of a, of a corporation. But a corporation would have a shareholder's agreement. So a, they call it a shareholder's agreement, but it's a buy-sell agreement. It's the agreement. same thing. It's the name. exact same thing. So, so whether you're a corporation or an LLC, the buy-sell agreement for a multiple owner company, that's your basic, basic estate planning, uh, business planning, rather, document. And then there's a lot of other things that we need to be thinking about, but we should all at the very base have a buy-sell agreement. It's it's like a built-in exit strategy for multiple scenarios that you agree to with your business partner up front. That's exactly right. That's a really good way of putting it. That's actually very, very simple. Let's talk about a divorce, okay? A divorce is another really common triggering event, and let's think about it. You and I are really good friends. They people can't tell, but deep down, we are we really like each other. We might tolerate each other on the podcast. Now we're very close, our families too. But what if you get into a really ugly divorce? And God forbid that right. happens. It does. But it, but it, it will. It can. It can happen. And we're thinking in the worst case scenario. Imagine if my if we're in the state of Texas, which is a community property state. And, 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 and I'm nothing without my, my, my spouse because we're a team right. and there's, we didn't in this hypothetical have a, have a, have a, a prenup agreement that people are familiar with. Uh, the, the, the idea ultimately is she would have a 50% interest in my, in my, yeah, 50% in interest my, in the company. And, and yeah. so, so now we have you 50%, 25% to me. 25% to her if I can't buy her out. And so so we might want to have an arrangement amongst you and me where, okay, the company will buy out the shares from you, Mike, and, and this is the price, and, and we can't do anything to... So for those of you thinking about ways to, to, to cut out your spouse, we're not advocating that, and we're not saying that's even possible. So we're thinking of everything on the up and up, and we say, well, at least we have like a promissory note where Mike will, will, will buy out the units and, and here you go. And at least you can contain and maintain the integrity of the company. Because right. that spouse may still not want to be a part of the company. Exactly. But, but they're entitled that, to it. But at least that right yeah. then can go to the, go, exactly go to the right. spouse and the spouse can get go what his or way. her, in, in, in our case, her merry yeah. way. And, and, and it's not perfect, but, but the courts, if we do it the right way, would uphold that. And that's a way that we can, we can preserve the, the integrity of the company in an ugly way. Disability is another concept. And, and there, there are ways uh, to, to, to plan for that. Uh, and, and, then, and, then, and then obviously we're doing something together. You know, we want to make sure that we're both the owners in the company and not one of us goes rogue. But remember, we can't prevent people from selling their interests. Right. Those sorts of agreements, those aren't enforceable. But maybe I can give 
you, Spencer, an option a right to of buy first it refusal. out. You got as it. Most people know it as. That's yeah. right. And so I say, Spencer, yeah. I'm going to sell this guy, but this is the price he or she is offering me. Do you want it? And then, and Spencer, then all the ball's in your court, and you can you can take it. And then the, and then in the in the in the, bu- in the buy sell agreement world, there's a litany of other things that we could talk about. In if it's a corporation, we could all talk about certain ways to vote on issues. Yep. And so you can get these little voting pools or voting trusts together where this is how we're going to handle certain things. And so there's a lot of unique planning opportunities there. But the the idea with the buy-sell agreement, though, is there's a lot of different instances of when things could happen, and we want to make sure that we're preventing folks that are not a part of the party from coming in willy-nilly. Another one that I, I, I need to mention would be bankruptcy. If one of us become bankrupt, maybe we don't want a bank to be coming in. Right. You know, th- these are these are these are yep. concepts that that uh, you know maybe not all of them are the most likely, but just being prepared is 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 the way it, the way to do it. It's it's an exit strategy, but it's an insurance policy. It's kind of like auto insurance. You don't ever want to use it. But if that one instance arises, you've got something in place. That's exactly right. And 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 the thing is this. This buy-sell concept has become so prevalent. It's made its way into boilerplate. It's important to say this. The boilerplate, just like an estate plan, a trust, doesn't fit everybody. We can't cookie-cutter it. The cookie-cutter doesn't work. Now, there's a lot of things that are, that are, that are consistent – but there's going to be things that 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 uh, we need to be mindful of, and again, now we can get into the really boring, nitty gritty. We're not going to, so everybody can be relaxed. Uh, depending on whether your company's an S corp or a C corp, there's going to be different tax implications on how we structure it. So it's really important if you're doing a buy sell agreement. It's very important that you're not relying on that boilerplate. So if you're listening to this and you say, oh, I've got an operating agreement and I looked at it and, oh, it's got buy-sell. They described what happens and that's good. You probably still need somebody to take a look at it if you haven't had somebody look at it. And a lot of attorneys who pump out the operating agreements, they, they and, and this is the bad thing about our profession, sometimes we can become slaves to the forms and, and the attorneys don't really do a good job of thinking through the issues, not to be disparaging to... Uh, you know, folks, attorneys that they love out there, but the attorneys are being honest. They just say they don't know what they're doing. But the problem with attorneys is we're know-it-alls. And, 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 and we're not going to tell you if we don't know it or exactly. not. Exactly. Um, it, it's it's, it's uh, just the nature the nature of the beast. And so it's, it's worth at least having a conversation with that attorney. Say, hey, I see this. I listened to the most incredible podcast ever. And they told me, to ask you about now, I'm upset that you're not asking me. Like shame on you, listener. <laughs> but you know, at least tell them that it's the best podcast you've ever listened to, and that this attorney needs to explain to him how it works, and then the attorney will understand, you know, the inner workings, and you guys can work work through it together. So, so the buy sell is a very important document, and it's a document we need to think about. It's a document that we need to craft for specific circumstances. But it's one that absolutely needs to be to be done. To all you listeners out there, if you got a good an attorney joke, feel free to share it. But in order to do that, you gotta go to our Facebook page, 
Oh, they and do. And like our page. Wait, 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 wait. Is this your? This is this is this is this is you it, getting in our own advertising. That's exactly right. It's a ploy to make them go to our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come to our Facebook page and make fun of us. Perfect. I love it. I love it. And then we'll send you a bill. Yes. So so put your joke in there, and the best way for us to send a bill to you. And, yes, and it'll be, be fun. That'll be good. It'll be it, fun. It, it'll be fun. Fun Ultimate. for both sides. Yeah, yeah. So the joke's just not on us. It's on them too. <laughs> I like it. That's a, that's a. In the law, we call that mutuality. That's exactly right. Exactly. So okay. So so we really just barely scratched the surface of business of business succession planning. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just summarize one more time because I like to beat dead horses. The idea is you've got to have a trust. If you are a business owner, if you're if you're if you're a single owner, we need to have that, and we need to be thinking about your business and your trustee understanding your successor trustee understanding Absolutely. that business at least a little bit. We'll have we'll have the conversation. If you have a partner, you have to have your trust, but you have to have a, a buy sell agreement and not some boilerplate buy sell agreement. And, and buy-sell agreements, remember, they just have the triggering events or the restrictions on how ownership can go to other people so that you can maintain the integrity of the company, but also so you can pull some of the money out if you need to. Now, there's uh, strategies throughout the gambit. The idea, here's a concept to try to give you a little bit of a flavor of where we might go in some other episodes. Let's say you are a, a an LLC, you're an owner, and you've got some really key employees. You're wanting to pull money out of your business, and you're wanting to continue uh, the business uh, like in the future. This is your succession planning. They're your successors you've identified, and you can you can you can bring them into the company. And you can do that a whole bunch of different ways. You can sell them some of the ownership. You can, you can provide it to them as a part of your compensation. And there's a bunch of different strategies that we could get into. And maybe each podcast is devoted to each one. Uh, Spencer, we need to talk about that, Absolutely. what makes sense. But just remember, if you just have a buy-sell agreement, kudos. But you're not done because you've got to make sure this company it, 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 it continues, and you're planning on how to continue. And you need to be thinking about your key people. What if you lose your key people? What will that do? If you're a key person, obviously that's what we've been talking about. How will that impact things? But at the, ultimately at the end of the day, we get to think about how we continue the business and how we pull the value out for you, uh, either before you pass away, or at the very least, when you pass away. It's not if, it's 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 a when. That's exactly right. Okay, so I think that's all I have to say. My throat is very hoarse. So, like Forrest Gump says, and that's all I've got to say about that. That's that's. I'm, Spencer, I'm just gonna uh, be real. You, you did that your was, Batman. No, I wanted listen, to do but Forrest Gump. My Batman was cool in the last Dang episode. It. That was not cool. Do you get a cool one? No, because I thought that was cool. That's why I'm Robin and you're Batman. Let's yes. just keep it that way. Let's just keep it. <laughs> I was going to do the Batman voice, but you know what? That's all I got. That's all I can I can't do it. And Spencer, I do like what your Forrest Gump. It was well, great. I appreciate it. Okay, do it again one more time. That's all I've got to say about that. We're done. 
And that brings us to the end of another show. <laughs> Thank y'all for time. surviving yeah, this episode. Next time. And that brings us to the end of another show. For more information on today's topic or previous show topics, please visit our website at bccounselorsatlaw.com. While there, feel free to let us know what future topics you'd like for us to cover. On behalf of Spencer Chafin, this is Mike Betts, and we thank you for listening.